This is CyberSound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity, with your hosts, Jason Pufall and Stephen Mareska. Welcome to CyberSound. I'm your host, Jason Pufall, joined by Steve Mareska and Matt Fasaro, as always. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. So, what did you say before, Steve? <laughs> I'm, I'm understaffed. What do I do now? Uh, yeah, but that's not how we wanted to introduce this one, I think. We're talking today about uh, security strategic services and why you want to pursue them organizationally, whether you're staffed with folks on the ground for security or not. So I think that, that I mean, that, that is a good, that's a good beginning, right? It's better than I'm understaffed, what I do now, maybe. Because um, I think it, it anchors a little bit, maybe the why. Uh, it's not just a matter of, you know, do you have nobody in the role providing security capabilities to your company, or do you have some folks uh, and you're trying to make sure that you're getting you know, sort of the best you can out of everybody, right? I, I think the the main theme that we want to acknowledge here is that security is an evolving field. It, there's a lot of black boxes, a lot of dark clouds, and nobody's really sure at any given moment what they're supposed to do organizationally or even in the moment for technical control. So what do you do when you're limited by your staff's experience, whether you have that staff or not, and pursue additional information, pursue additional assistance? That's kind of where we are trying to uh, frame the conversation today. So let's let's start with maybe a couple of assumptions and maybe talk about a couple of uh, sort of organizational configurations that we see. Um, I think we'd all agree that you need some security capabilities at your company, no matter what, right? Either either there's a regulatory reason, uh, you know, think GDPR perhaps, where they require a, a, a data privacy officer. Um, Cyber liability is always going to ask who's responsible for security within your organization, right? There's there's PCI wants to know that you've got security capabilities. Um, you, you need to have somebody with that assignment or that designation. And you know, from an organizational strategy, you know, one of the models we see all the time is asking somebody as part of their existing role to perform some security work, right? And and probably it's a network person or it's certainly traditionally, right? It's been a network person who knows something about a firewall and therefore must be an expert in regulations and all these other things. And a lot of times it's not even written into their job description. Right, either. for sure. Or kind never. of just take on that role as a, a handshake. You know? Right. right. <laughs> or it's a help desk function that happens to, you know, be equipped to clean up malware. Right. Maybe it's effective, maybe it's not, but it's not, you know, end-to-end security by any stretch. Other times it's, you know, through finance because that's part of the organization at the CFO level that tends to deal with regulations, tends to work with external auditors from a finance standpoint. Security questions are new there. And honestly, if there isn't any other staff associated with security roles, that's where it tends to be associated. Uh, and then you know, maybe the, maybe the, the final, and, I, and I'm the final of the models that I don't love uh, is we've just created a committee of a group of people who are going to have a security responsibility, right? And it might be someone from the application space, the networking space, right, infrastructure, uh, with no real leadership, and in my opinion, no real hope of making positive or substantive change. Well, it's a little, maybe a little too negative. It's just an accountability problem. It, 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 sure, but with no accountability, right? I, how are you going to move something forward? Right, right. So, I mean, the bookend to that is the lone CISO with no staff attached to him, right? All of them are in some capacity under-resourced or alternatively um, lacking perspective for the vast multitude of subjects that might be encountered on a security spectrum. Um, the other aspect, the other 
organizational configuration is that you do have staff, which is rare. If so, you're very lucky. Um, I'm confident that you're having difficulties retaining that staff or the the competition in the job market is affecting you. What do you do then? Well, you still want to seek out external input. Um, organizations like Vancord, you know, very candidly in full disclosure, we have virtual information security office and all of the other associated services. Um, we see a lot of things in the field. We work with organizations, large and small, with similar problems to those that your organization experiences. Therefore, integrate interacting with organizations of that sort um, really takes a shortcut to resolving problems and seeking out reasonable efforts, practical efforts to resolve security issues. So if I were to summarize that, would you say one of the values of hiring a company like ours is you bring a, a set of perspective that you might not have if you're just a, a sort of a sole contributor yeah, for a company? Absolutely. Right? Um, I, I mean, I feel like one of the reasons that Actually, I guess there's probably two reasons why folks engage us on the sort of the V ISO side, right? VCIO side. Uh, one certainly is to simply address the fact that they may not have a person to do that, right? I mean, it, you know, I think that's obvious and everybody gets that. Um, the slightly, the, the, what we see regularly, but I didn't expect to see as often, was bringing us in to augment somebody who's already got that senior leadership position, right? To bring in that set of perspectives to help as a sort of an, an advocating role uh, to, to generate more consensus, right? That has been a really, sort of a really big reason why people engage us. And I, I, I candidly didn't see that as such a likely occurrence when we sort of started this, right? I really felt it was going to be us solely working as that sort of individual contributor to some degree, right? Uh, it's not the case. Security is disruptive in every organization. It runs counter to getting the rest of the business accomplished. That's unfortunate, but it's the function of security. You have to defend in a way that doesn't necessarily uh, make the act of making money easier. So if you have an internal advocate that understands the business and can adapt solutions that don't really get in the way of business, you're making your security investments more valuable. And I think that's the, the outcome being sought from organizations of that variety. So let, let's treat us as an investment, right? So you, you're a company, you want some support on the security side, you make an investment by hiring us to, to be your virtual information security office, uh, virtual data privacy officer, whatever the case might be. Um, how do you make that relationship work as sort of effectively or productively as you can? In my opinion, the key is inherently partnership because an outside entity, whether it's an MSP or a Vancord or any other that, that operates in that sphere needs to understand the business as if it operates within the organization. And starting from that base assumption means that anything proposed and guidance provided is in line with organizational needs. Merely seeking out miscellaneous hours with some third party that you can tap, uh, you know, as a demand arrives yeah, is, isn't effective, right? There's no learning process that really uh, brings that other organization into the fold. There's no trust or rapport established. And those components make or break um, security guidance and executive guidance. And that's that's something that you know I, I really appreciate that uh, Steve and Jason put together with uh, the services that we provide with our, our virtual uh, ISO, where we front load a lot of that work, right? We, we spend a lot of time up front um, getting to know 
exactly what you're doing, what the goals are, what the capabilities are, right? So it's really hard to have someone roll into your organization and say, you're going to do X, Y, and Z and have no ability to execute, right? No, that, that's just wasted time. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and, and and frankly, we can't roll in and ever say you're going to do X, Y, and Z because you haven't established that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't – what, what do you say? They don't even know if they like you yet. Uh, I mean, <laughs> right, right. that's important. You're going to be spending a fair amount of time together. It has to – there has to be sort of some amount of likability like there, right? The, the relationship has to exist. And as a compliment to that, history matters. Uh past assessments, past audits, they're all right. in play. Yeah, don't for, throw that out. Right. Uh, th- there's something I encounter sometimes is sheepishness uh, with, with our customers. You know, they recognize they haven't completed something that they aimed to complete. And they feel bad about it. Right, they do. <laughs> I've, I've yep. been uh, jokingly introduced as a security therapist at times, and it's not wrong. That relationship, the foundations of that relationship actually help that along. Part of the part of the role is actually anxiety reduction and just having the ability to reach out for a sounding board. But that's only possible where everyone feels comfortable about, you know, sharing the skeletons in the closet, identifying flaws that are systemic and whether they're addressed or not, using them as the basis for for movement. So what's interesting about that, and I I wasn't thinking about this earlier, it is a two way street. So it's great if they're sharing you know, the skeletons in their closet, or maybe they feel a little sheepish about not having done something. I think it actually works really well when they come back to us and say, part of your service would be better if you were able to deliver this more consistently, right? We've, we've had feedback around, uh, you know, where's your time spent? Can you give me a better report? And that that collaborative nature, I think, you know, both parties can always improve. Uh, we see that all the time. Those conversations are, are frankly, are our best ones. Right. But flexibility is the name of the game in these types of services because a conversation that starts in a firewall upgrade may actually turn into, oh, we have some request from our insurer or a third party to make this improvement. And pivoting on that is quite a challenge. The roles and ex- the expertise required to pivot is pretty important. Um, being able to flexibly bring in appropriate domain experts and make it a more productive conversation is rather a critical thing. Our competitors that have a single person assigned to customers for strategic guidance are those that really should be avoided because they don't foster develop uh, they don't foster relationships with staff at different levels. They don't necessarily have a, a bench of folks at different tiers that they can offer uh, beyond the executive level. That's the flexibility that we think makes a difference in some of the services that we provide. But we're not advertising ourselves. This is what you should seek in any entity that provides services of this variety. And and I would say if you're going to engage in – we have to think of a better term, right? Because I want to keep saying a a V-style or virtual-style service. They should be strategic, right? These are not tactical services. So I think you want to be careful not to put yourself in a position where you're saying, oh, I've hired my VISO – uh, I'm going to have them help me develop my security program and implement MFA because I think they're two very different things. And you want to develop your security roadmap. You want to have your your, your plan of action established, right? There's there's things probably a VISO would do, you know, policy work and some other things, uh, board presentations, et cetera. When you have specific projects, treat them like a statement of work, figure out, you know, fixed fee ideally, right? Figure out your start and end and execute against uh, sort of a dedicated project. I think your outcomes are going to be better. 
and recognize where strategic guidance, consulting services, can pick up some of the slack that other things that may have been purchased uh, fail to deliver. One really good example is the use of an EDR, XDR type platform. They, they bill themselves as end-to-end protection that can defend against some unknown threat. That might be true, but the alerts are only as good as the data they have relative to business systems and their implications. And some of the interpretive efforts to determine whether an alert is ignorable or an emergency really come from that supplemental uh, situational awareness you get from really understanding an environment. Yeah, now, yeah, it, it makes totally reasonable. That's that that's that partnership piece. I think both sides need to have a relationship, and I think you know, we need to be in a position to support uh, and collaboratively support uh, the organization that we're working with. Um, anything in closing? I mean, I feel I feel like this is a pretty good you know primer on you know, potentially how to use a, a, a strategic service like a, a VISO or VDPO. Partnership and mutual growth are inherent in success of these services. Seek out those elements as well as expertise, of course, and success is an almost guaranteed outcome. Yeah, and, and I, I think I'd say you know flexibility is probably important. You know, just because you've spent some time developing a plan, if if you're working in that sort of partnership model, you know when there's a when there's an organizational emergency, you, you know, don't be afraid to call on your your, your virtual CISO to help you sort of work through that, right? And that, and that might require a shifting of priorities. And, th- and I think that that's okay. So, um, well, I think, I mean, I th- generally speaking, I think that, that summarizes this. Uh, th- there's options out there if you need to augment, e- either you know, either fully augment and, and have uh, as, a, as an outsourced your information security program or, you know, existing staff needs, needs somebody to lean on. You know, that's what these services are for. Uh, if you've, Got experience with sort of using these, and you have comments on how you might want to, uh, you know, better deploy them than what we're talking about. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can search us at LinkedIn, uh, at Vancord, or Vancord Security on Twitter. Uh, we're happy to continue the conversation. Uh, and as always, we're, we hope you got some value out of today's podcast. Uh, and have a good day. Thanks. Stay vigilant. Stay resilient. This has been Cyber Sound. <laughs>